2: You currently locked in a D-Porch podcast. It's your boy, B-Jones, a.k.a. Bolo, and you know when I'm pulling up to the porch. I can't pull up without my dog.
0: What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Big Smitty, a.k.a. D-Nice, and you heard Bolo just say it. This is the porch. Welcome. On the porch. What's going on, yes. my guy? How you doing?
2: You know how I start the show. Ten toes down. God is good. Can't get on here without thanking the man above, bro. But I'm good, bro. I made That's it right. through Disneyland. I'm you here. You made it I'm back, back in man. one piece.
0: How was it? Like, I know obviously we got a very special guest, and I can't I cannot wait to introduce her and bring her in. But real quick, you gotta give me like a, a overview on how Disney was, man.
2: Quick 30 seconds, y'all. It was fun. It was tiring. It was exhausting. But it was one of the best things in the world, y'all. Like, see my kids happy, like to just be in that magical place. Never been there before. So just from walking, sweating, but just seeing the character interactions, riding the rides, the, the the treats and the food, the you know what I mean, just a good. People, the good energy—it's a good time. So I, I now know why they call it a magical place. So it was a good. It was overall it was a good trip.
0: I love to hear that, man. I saw some of the pictures and videos that that, that you and wifey posted throughout the yeah. week, and I was definitely, you know, a little jealous, man. I, I, got, <laughs> I never had my chance to go to Disney as a child, so it's definitely still on my bucket list. So, you know, yeah, hopefully, one of these days, I can make that happen. Got to get there, bro. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC slash MMA and much, much more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues, And events. Head on over to our website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, believe, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Now back to the porch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. But like we tell you, Porch family, man, if you're watching on caffeine right now, make sure you continue to share the stream, drop in your props because this is gonna be a great, great episode. We got a very special guest on today's show, one of the most successful and hardworking people, in my opinion, we've ever had on the porch. She has an undergrad in psychology, a minor in neuroscience, a master's and uh specializing in children and adolescent counseling and sex education. She's a doctor a Certified sex therapist and the founder of Mind Body Sex, she, she does it all, y'all. The one and only Dr. Canary, welcome to the porch. Oh, thank you, guys, really for
3: having me. That was a great introduction. That's one of the best introductions I've ever gotten. <laughs> you go. really did the research. That's here what we, we do go. on the porch,
0: man. We, we like to show love, and uh, you're somebody who definitely deserves it. So, we appreciate you for being on here. How are you feeling right now?
3: I'm feeling good. I'm not gonna lie. It's a three-hour time difference, and um <laughs> I'm usually in the bed, like winding no. down, watching Netflix around this time. So no. I'm a little tired. I had a long day of yeah. seeing patients and clients, but I feel good. I'm I'm excited for the opportunity to be here. You guys are amazing. You have amazing podcasts with lots of substance, which we need.
2: Yes, yes, appreciate we that. appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, thank you
0: for staying up a little late for us, and we're gonna bring the energy up so we. Be prepared to wake up a little bit as we get going. So. <laughs> so let's get straight to it, man. Our first segment is our Porch News bolo. I know we got some interesting topics, I would say, from this week. So without further ado, man, what do we have in Porch News? Let's get started. Okay,
2: Porch family, get into this. Uh, a 31-year-old Colorado woman who admits to having sex with a 13-year-old is currently avoiding jail time Mm. with a new plea deal in Colorado. So she will be required to register as a sex offender and the judge can sentence her up to 10 years to life on a sex offender supervised probation Mm. and avoid jail time. Now she currently did have the baby and she will be avoiding jail time. Now, obviously let's start off with Dr. Canary. Like what do we think about that? Like somebody 31 versus somebody 13 avoiding jail time. And she just had a baby with a 13 year old boy.
3: I I haven't heard about this story, um, but, you know, in this day and age, unfortunately, this is becoming more prevalent. Um, It's still, you don't see a lot of women, though. It's usually men. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the issue with this is is it's setting a precedent, because if it had been a male, he definitely would have been thrown under the jail cell. So this 31-year-old, unless she has some sort of condition so i mean we don't know all the details but unless she has some sort of condition that i'm very curious to see why she's not getting jail time
2: facts i I, I, i'm I'm right there with you that's that's right that's right exactly exactly 13 years old i can just imagine you know what i was doing how i was thinking at 13 and you you 31 so you know a lot more than i do so you know i can definitely say that that young man was taken advantage of in that situation
3: and she got pregnant
0: Right. That's the thing. So like this kid, and I think I saw like a note from the the, the victim's mother just basically saying that like, because she was pissed too, obviously mm-hmm. that the woman wasn't getting any jail time. She's like, man, like, my son has to now like, you have basically stripped him of his of his childhood in a sense, right? He has to learn how to be a man and a father at 13 years old, you know 13. what I'm saying? And it's like, man, the fact like I'm trying to put myself in a position of being a parent or, you know what I'm saying, and like just hearing my child or your little brother, any of us can like personalize it, right? And Put yourself in that situation and just think of like, wow, like how would you feel? So when I saw that, but like you said, doctor, like we don't have all the specific details, so I don't want to, you know, get too too deep into it. But just at the surface level, seeing that, um, you know, seeing that 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 note, seeing that clip, and just like, wow, no jail time, and you hit the nail right around the head. If it was if it was vice versa, if it was a a man and a thirteen year old girl, without no a shadow question. of doubt, no question, they be in jail. So it is like a double standard there that, that I think people should uh, pay attention to.
3: Absolutely. And I just want to note that for parents out there, this is why sex education is so important. This is mm-hmm. why speaking to your children about predators, even males. I think a lot of times we don't think about speaking to our male population or our teenagers that are males because we're so focused on the females, right. but males can be, they can be looked at after as well. Like, yeah. As someone that is a sexual being, so you want to be very careful with that as a parent and make sure that you realize that there are women and men that are predators that are looking to have sexual affairs and things like that with your child. So it's very important okay. to pay attention to your males just as much as you pay attention to the females.
2: That's a fact because I think in a lot of situations, people almost glorify a young a young man, you know what I'm saying? getting a chance to have us have sex with an older woman you know what i mean so right. it always get gets looked looked at in that light you know what i mean so that's yeah, yeah. that's
0: definitely true man hopefully hopefully they're able to you know figure that figure that out and and, and the the family of the victim the mother the, the young man himself can find some type of you know peace and be able to move forward you know in the, in the best way possible so definitely prayers up for that situation bolo what we got next though in the, uh the porch news
2: Okay, we're going to turn the heat up a little bit, Porsche family. All right, so Michael B. Jordan obviously most recently called out a reporter on the red carpet of Creed mm. who supposedly called him corny um, because they went to high school together, right? So that's fast forward, right? Um, now women are in a situation where they are calling him corny because they find him as non-edgy and responsible. Mm. So Dr. Canary, this is my question for you. Why are women so attracted to the men who treat them wrong versus the man who could potentially do them right.
0: Mm. <laughs>
3: uh You want Uh-oh. my personal opinion or my professional opinion?
0: We want them both.
2: We, we want, uh, yeah, we I, want I, them both.
3: I'll intertwine them both. Um, so professionally, what I typically see is when you grow up in a certain environment, a lot of the times, um, a, a lot of people have grew up in let's say like urban communities. And we have this kind of image in our head of what's cool. You know, mm. Lil Wayne was considered cool. Jay-Z is considered cool. Mm-hmm. They sold drugs. They, you know, the type of music that they have. Future, you know, is considered cool because they has a swag about him. Um, but a lot of times that typically is a reflection of that woman and her views on, and also her past relationships. Because I don't think Michael B. Jordan, I mean, Michael B. Jordan is corny, right? Right. Like, I see him as just someone that's very poised. He's into his career. He's intelligent. He speaks well. Um, he's dominating the movies right now. Right. So it's nice. like, you have to figure out within yourself, like, why do you see someone like that Mm-hmm. That doesn't have a ton of baby mamas, you know. That's not out here acting wild or crazy, from what we see at least. um Why you would label that corny? So I feel like a lot of women, they want the cool guy, like Future, and they say like Russell Wilson. That was another one that they yeah Russell with. Wilson was was really baby. corny. But then at the same time, you're asking Sierra for her prayer, right? So deep down, you really want a man that's gonna make you feel secure. That's not gonna be out here having a ton of kids on you. That's mm-hmm. not gonna be. Cheating on you, and more importantly, they have some sort of emotional intelligence, right? Right. So, I think that a lot of times with women, we're going based off of what they what they see on social media and what's labeled to be cool from whatever they used to date. Because you have women that say, "Oh, I'm into drug dealers. I like this type of guy. Mm -hmm. They're getting money." Well, you're nine to five. You're doctors. You're lawyers. You're engineers. Uh, There's so many other different types of men that are getting money. So a lot of times you have to look at those caliber of women. And that's that's what I boil it down to is like if you truly want a good man then you have to get out of this whole phase of like this is corny and this is not corny.
0: Talk to him. Right, her. right. Cuz I feel like let me jump in real quick. I feel like um women women want it all. They they want the cool guy who's edgy, a little dangerous. Right. But at the same time, they want that same guy to also be loyal, faithful, you know, provide, protect, and, and and just you know what I'm saying. It's like you right. want the full pack, and I get it. We're as human beings, we all want everything. I mean, men we we want the woman that got the, the banging body and beautiful mm-hmm. smile, but she's gonna cater to you. And you know what I'm saying. So we both. It's not just one sided here, but I, I, I do think it's interesting though, uh Bolo, where it's like, yeah, like there's nothing wrong. Again, I start looking in. There's nothing wrong with quote-unquote, being corny, so to speak, right? Again, I don't even think it is corny, but the the people that get labeled as corny are typically, like, decent men. You know what I'm saying? People right. who are... Who the good are, guy. Yeah, good guy, basically. It's the good yeah. guy. Exactly. So Facts.
2: And it's funny you say that just because if you think about elementary school, like I'm thinking about like I grew up in Chicago. Right. So when I'm thinking about my LA elementary school, some of the most popular kids were the kids who used to get in fights all the time. And
0: get in trouble. Like, they would the get to, they
2: would get the girls, you know what I mean? Whenever they came back, whatever, whatever. And, and girls would flock to them because they were the ones really getting in trouble and stirring the pot, you know. And then now you fast forward, you know, I think, like you said, Doc, that's, like, the, the same situation they being put in as adults is, like, this is what they're used to, and this is what they're accustomed to. Like, you know, the people who are a little rough around the edges, the people who are always getting in right. trouble, you know, it kind of gets them going, so.
3: Yeah, cool. I mean, when I was in high school, I thought that was cool, too. I'm not going to lie, yeah. even though I never actually even dated those type of guys. Like, my boyfriend in high school was super-duper quiet, but he was on the football team, so that automatically cool, made yeah. it cool. But he was just, like... What women nowadays might consider a cornball because he wasn't, you know, had a ton of women. He wasn't rocking the latest Jordans. So I think that has to do with self and your own journey of where you're at. Um, And if you're truly looking to get married and settle down, that's not everybody's goal in life. So if you want to go through multiple relationships and wait for that, quote unquote, cool guy to settle down, because if we look at all the cool men, except for Jay-Z, who has changed. You know, he's not the same Jay-Z we grew up with, Jigga Man. Right. But, you know, Lil Wayne, Future, they're all still out here doing the same yeah.
0: stuff. Mm. Living a free life. Man, that's yeah. a good point, man. Like you said, everybody, one thing I heard, everybody's not looking for marriage, Bolo. And that's, that's a good true. point. That's a good point. Like, I think we you grow up, you kind of conditioned to think like- okay,
2: Automatically.
0: You go to school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you get your degree, you get married, you have kids, boom, boom, boom. But like, nah, everybody's not looking for that. Some people are looking to, you know, single, mingle, and kind of do their thing. Or women might be looking for the guy who, who's make, making the, the 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 high amount of money to so where they can kind of fund a certain lifestyle. Like everybody has their own little you know little thing. So I guess it just depends on what you're looking for. So yeah, that's Some good Porsche news, Bolo, to, to get the show started, man. Yes, sir. I definitely <laughs> want to hear from our Porsche family in the comments. You know, if, whether you're listening through, through audio or watching on caffeine, we want to hear y'all opinions on these porch News for sure, man. So, but we do have to transition to hearing more about our special guest, Dr. Canary. You have an amazing, I feel like, just story of just hustle and determination. So um want to get started this way. Who is Dr. Canary. <laughs>
3: So Dr. Canary, besides being a psychiatrist and a certified sex therapist, like you mentioned, um, I'm an advocate for mental health. I'm really big into MMA and boxing. Oh, uh, nice. I, think. Fair time. I love traveling. Um, I've been to about 32 countries now and I'm a foodie connoisseur. I love to eat all day, every day. In fact, I'm hungry right now. So if I wasn't on the show, I'd probably be eating right. Hey, before I, I feel, like feel
2: the I feel same way, way Doc. I, I feel the exact
3: that. same way.
0: <laughs> I'm
2: hungry as hell right now. Man, right? My, my, my. And
3: um, I'm fine. Founder of Mind Body Sex, which is where I have intertwined my two passions: um, sex therapy and psychiatry, because I love both of those. And mental health and sexual health is very much intertwined.
0: I love it. I I love it. I love that. No, for sure. No, Go ahead, Bolo. No, and I was going
2: to say, so like being a doctor, right, especially when you think about, you know, black kids growing up, you go to, you know, kindergarten, elementary school, like, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? And everybody says, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a nurse, right? And not everybody makes that happen, right? So, you know, a lot of people are living through you now because you actually accomplished being a doctor. Did you always know growing up that you would be a doctor?
3: The funny thing, no, I wasn't the straight A student growing up I didn't care anything about being a doctor growing up. My mom said when I was really, really little, like four, that I wanted to be a doctor. But I remember saying I wanted to be like a Ninja Turtle or something. Like (laughs) I was like obsessed with Ninja Turtles and ninjas in general. (laughs) So I remember in high school, though, really getting into mental health because a lot of the members in my family deal with mental health from bipolar disorder to extreme depression Mm. and anxiety. Um, So I wanted to be a school counselor. In high school, I remember distinctly saying, I wanted to be their school counselor, FBI agent, or or, yeah, FBI or CIA. Hmm. Um, And so it wasn't until when I was getting my master's actually, that I was working in a psychiatric institution with children and adolescents that I realized there's not a lot of black physicians. Like all the doctors in the facility that I worked in were males and they were Indian or Asian. Mm, yeah. And my mentor at the time was an Indian man. And he was like, you're really good at this. You should think about going to medical school. And I'm like, I don't know. My GPA in undergraduate was like, it was moderate to decent. Uh, my master's was awesome. I got like magna cum laude, but I just didn't really feel like I would fit in. I felt like that imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I just applied, honestly, on a whim. I took some classes. I was living in North Carolina at the time in Charlotte. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try. What does it hurt? If I don't get in and I didn't think I was going to get in, I was like, if I don't get in, at least I said, I tried and I got in and I went and I, it's the best decision that I made, honestly. That's wow. beautiful.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy, man. And I I, I, I want to talk about, obviously you mentioned a couple of times here about just, you know, uh, being a mental health advocate and having people in mm-hmm. your family who deal with different forms and variations of it um just talk about you know kind of working in that field and, and, and dealing with different patients um mm-hmm. what's some of the I guess the, the most issues you see within the black community just from your mm-hmm. your own experiences and things that you often see
3: well one I want to say I'm really happy and excited about where mental health the journey is going in the black community yeah. because I hear more rappers mentioning you know mental health you have Meek Mills You have uh, my friend Marcus that's out in LA, him and his wife, Brooke. They talk about mental health on their platform. You have Drake talking about mental health, Burner Boy. So I think that it's amazing that the industry in Hollywood it's more intertwined now. And I actually did a video about Creed 3 because they talk a lot about mental health Mm -hmm. in Creed 3. Um, And so one thing that I realized, you know, just in the Black community is how taboo. I want to say it once was because it's starting to slowly drift to the other side, but it's still taboo. And I feel like, especially for Black males, creating a safe space for you all to come and speak and feel like, you know, that the world is not against you and that you have people on your team. Because I feel like a lot of African-Americans, we go through so much, right? Black people in general, we go through a lot in America. So we're fighting the world, we're fighting our colleagues, we're dealing with, you know, microaggressions at work, we're dealing with, hopefully you're not dealing with any of that at home, like at home can be your safe space. But Mm -hmm. then turmoil does happen in relationships sometimes, even if it's not something, you know, racist or anything like that. But it's just being in a relationship takes a lot of work and it takes a lot out of you. So I feel like with, you know, the mental health journey it's so important to be welcoming to people and be like, you know what? Therapy is great. It's a collaborative effort. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people feel like they go to one therapist and they tell me all the time, oh, it wasn't quite what I was expecting. Um, But I tell people all the time, therapy is like choosing a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to have to choose different therapists or go to different therapists to see which one is a good fit for you because it's not a one fit all type of atmosphere like there's gonna be some therapists that specialize in certain things just like there's some physicians that specialize in certain things and even as far as like building that bond with your therapist it's not it's not always going to be the same
0: damn that's real
2: that's real, that's real yeah. now I have a question about just therapy in general so obviously you mentioned it's like a restaurant right people will try different things and sometimes you know that wrong therapist can just turn turn somebody completely off and then they may not turn back. Right. So when we're talking about therapy, it's a collaboration, right? You, you put out, you know, you get out what you put into it, but would you say therapy is more of a like, okay, let me get this off my chest to make me feel better. Or is it more so of them receiving the information from the therapist?
3: That's a really good question. I've actually never been asked that question. And what I'll say is if your therapist is doing majority of the talking you might need a different therapist Mm. it should it shouldn't just be about you venting because it's going to be a give and take you know but the most important thing i feel like is that you feel like not only can you vent but you're receiving strategies Mm. because that's the diff you can vent to your friends right Right, you can vent to your wife or your girlfriend your partner whomever so that's the difference between therapy is you're not just coming there to vent you're coming there to leave with strategies. Mm. And we're not supposed to tell you how to live your life. I'm not here to say, oh, this is right or this is wrong. That's yeah. not what we're here for do. We're here to tell you, okay, you know what? You're thinking about this decision or you're not sure which path to go down. Let me provide you with this information. Let's work on a plan together of how we can build communication, comprehension. You know, I have clients in polyamorous relationships that I deal with um that want to make sure that within their polyamorous community that they're effectively making sure that they're pleasing their partner whether that's emotionally Mm. sexually spiritually so you're supposed to not only be able to vent to your therapist um but you're also there to create like a plan of action got you whatever your goal
1: i
0: love that yeah I, i do feel like there is like a big uh misconception especially in the black community because again growing up being real a lot of us wasn't even we never talked about going to therapy or having right. a therapist especially right. as a black man unfortunately for so long and as you mentioned doctor it is changing now but for so long it was almost looked at as like like a weakness like oh you got to you got a therapist or you got to go you know what i'm saying so i'm glad that that's right. changing but uh now I, I i really i really do feel like that, um, you know, being able to have that shift is very important with, within our culture and in our community. And what I wanted to ask you, too, doctor, is you I've, I've read that you've worked with, you know, mur- murderers as clients. You have people who deal with PTSD. <laughs> I've seen a lot. Yeah. of You have a lot of different clients. Right. How are right. you personally able to, um, I guess, just balance your own mindset? I feel, like, I feel like that's heavy. You know what I'm saying? To deal with everyone else's problems every mm. single day, every single week. At the, end, at the end of a long day, how are you able to just kind of like all right decompress?
3: Well, they say you have to be a little bit crazy to be a psychiatrist, <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I, I
0: is that true, dog? Be, I mean, are you, you crazy gotta, or what? Like you
3: gotta be a little off in the head, no, I'm yeah. no, I, I heard you, but um, you know, for me, I have such a strong family unit, um, mm. my parents, just my faith. And then I take a lot of vacations. I'm always on vacation. In fact, it's time for a vacation right around now because it's been a couple months. But yeah, usually like every three months, I take a vacation. But more importantly, you know, what I had to realize and learn, like I used to take vacations to get away from the problems I had. But then once I would come back to work, home, wherever, the problems would still be there. So one of the things that I've learned to do is unplug. And when I say unplug, not just unplug from social media, but literally like unplug mentally, where mm. I take days where I do absolutely nothing at all. If that's just laying on my couch, if that's just being outside at the park, like I wipe out my entire schedule and I just sit with myself. Meditation is a huge part. I feel like that's what really keeps me sane a lot of the times. is I meditate um, and I'm not the type that can completely clear my mind, like my mind is right. a minute, yeah. but i'll sit with my thoughts and i'll think about things and i'll work through things mentally and then a lot of times i have to be upfront and honest about how i'm feeling and not being fake about it whether that's not dealing with certain people whether that's friends or family i think a lot of times we put on a facade and so mm. you have to be careful when you're putting on a facade for yourself and say you know what i don't want to deal with this today i don't want to take any phone calls which is typically after work that's how i am i don't take any phone calls for like an hour i allow myself to decompress i allow myself to sit with whatever emotions or energies i'm feeling because in therapy it is energy exchange right so right. when i'm dealing with people that have murdered somebody um allegedly or they really have right. um a lot of times that's energy that's being exchanged whether that's positive most of the time it's negative so i have to always be mindful of that and so the things that have worked for me is like really digging deep into self-care but not just self-care in the sense of oh i'm gonna catch a flight or i'm gonna go out to eat but sitting alone meditating um allowing myself to think about journaling is also something that i love doing Mm. writing everything down because a lot of times with our minds, it's so much stimulation. We're almost overly stimulated as a population, so it's right. easy to just write things down and kind of get your ideas and thoughts out.
2: Absolutely, and you know it's interesting just because um, I was reading something where it says like sometimes we have the misconception of like we got to work, 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 grind, 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 where you know team no sleep and you know right. we continue to get after it and get after it, but in our reality, like. You really need your rest, you know, in order to be yes. your best self, you need to decompress Absolutely. and let go to be able to provide, you know, the best you. So I think that's real, real helpful for our listeners to understand that, because yes. obviously we're grinding, we're in that that work mode and we think we got to work 24-7, you know, and the, the brain doesn't, you know, cut off. But being able to unwind, unplug for, you know, maybe a day or so to reconnect, re-energize and then get back to it, you know, you'll find that you're, you know, more you know in tune you know if you do take a break you know now and then so Absolutely.
3: have you guys been
2: in therapy I have not I haven't yet I have not
0: yeah but it's something that i am definitely like I said just being again the last few years just mental health learning more about mental health and the importance of right. it is something that I'm definitely you know leaning towards just going into now what type of therapy I don't know there's different forms and i right. sex therapy relationship therapy do I need personal like I probably could use all of them am being honest you know
1: what I'm saying so yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, not yet. But it's something I'm definitely interested in. That's what part of the reason why we want to have you on to just yeah, kind of pick your brain and, and get more education on it. So,
2: and that's and that's uh, another question I had too. Is like, what if somebody just think nothing is wrong? Like, could you give us insight to like people who go to mm-hmm. counseling as like more preventative maintenance? Ooh.
3: It it really is that exactly what you just said. It's just preventative maintenance. That's exactly how you should look at it. I even have a therapist. I call her my grand psychologist. Um, Because there is a difference between a mental health counselor, a psychologist, and a psychiatrist. And I'll break that down really quickly. So a lot of people, when they DM me, they're like, hey, I need a psychiatrist. And I'm like, do you need medication? So psychiatrist is kind of like at the top of the totem pole because Mm. we went to medical school. We have a medical degree. We prescribe medication. If you're not really interested in medication, I don't recommend going to a psychiatrist because we're expensive. I'm not going to lie. We, we, anywhere, the cheapest psychiatrists I might know of might charge $100 an hour. And a lot of times they're not, you have to have really good insurance. A lot of psychiatrists don't accept insurance anymore. Mm. Um, so you're paying cash. Yeah. And so I always say, look at a psychologist or a mental health counselor. It's easier as far as getting your um, insurance company to deal with that. Um, typically their prices are decent. And if you're not needing medication, you don't need to come to a psychiatrist. You can go to a psychologist or a mental health counselor. Right. Mm. And so wait, what was the question? I just totally forgot what your question
1: was.
0: That happened to me
2: that's like right, two minutes ago. Right. Yeah, I was like, "I'm, right. I'm
3: tired. That's no,
2: no, I'll go. No, right. we were just talking about like preventative maintenance. Like if somebody feels like they're good, like, you know, what would still make that's them right. want to go to, you know, counseling?
0: Yep.
3: Okay, thank you, because that's what I was talking about. I'm about to off on something totally different. But no, so I actually see a therapist, right? And I always tell my clients, life itself is trauma. Even if you haven't had anything extreme, I think people think that they have to have something extreme happen to them. You don't. Um, I've had a great life. Parents still married. Relationship's great. But what I realized is life itself is stressful. My job is stressful. Talking to people mm-hmm. all day. Um, there's a lot that you just go through that you need to speak to somebody about. So every month I go see a therapist and I talk to her and we work through different things that I want to work on in life, whether it's personal goals Mm. um, or relationship goals. And Mm. so one of the things I always like to tell my clients is, is, even if you feel like life is great for you, go speak to somebody because a lot of times There's so much in our community that we're suppressing that we have to deal with. And we're Mm. constantly saying, oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then it's showing up in other ways, whether that's your skin is breaking out or you're overweight Mm. or you're arguing with your partner every single day or your kids are, you know, are not disciplined, whatever the case may be. There's always something, an underlying issue where it's showing. Damn, that's Mm. real. It's real, that's man. real. So, yeah like you said
0: even even if life is going good man you can still go get some counseling good you know i, what I mean it. preventive
3: maintenance I love absolutely that. And nobody, nobody's perfect that's the thing I, we like right. to think that we walk with jesus but
0: you know we're not perfect. <laughs> no, no, Doc, <laughs> let them know no, i love it man i think what you're doing is is i mean it's i know what you're doing is very important it's huge and you know you're you're truly healing people man which, which i think i think it's amazing and I, I do, I want to shift gears to another side uh, of, of your practice, which is the sex therapy side, right? Kind of explain to us what, what led you into, you know, becoming a sex therapist or like, I guess, how, how did that interest, where did that interest come from?
3: So I was, I was a sex therapist first and it kind of fell into my lap. I was like 22, 23 at the time, getting a master's. And I originally, like I said, wanted to do school counseling, family and marriage counseling. So right. I was in my internship for family and marriage counseling. It's only like a two-year program, and I was in my second year. And I remember I was dealing with this couple, constant bickering and arguing. And one day I just said, y'all should just get a divorce. Mm. And that's like a big no when you're doing family counseling. Like, you're supposed to be bringing people together and not trying to tell right. them apart. Right. Right. But in this situation, I really felt like they needed to get a divorce. So my advisor at the time, he was like, you know what? I don't know if family and marriage counseling is for you. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> He was like, maybe we should shift gears and try other counseling uh, therapies or whatever. And so other specialties. And so I did this um, presentation on human sexuality and it just blew him away. Mm. And I talked about, I can't remember what I talked about, but it was something dealing with the black community and women's sensuality and sexuality. And he was like, you know what? Have you ever thought about sex therapy? And I was like, what is that? Cause I was only 22 at the time. I had no clue what that was. Right. And he had a sister in California that did sex therapy and he put me in contact with her. And once she told me how deep sex therapy was, because I think when people hear sex therapy, they just hear sex. Right. And they're just thinking about karma sutra, a different positions, me teaching them how to ride it. But it's so much deeper than that. That's the fun part. Yes. Um, But she really spoke to me about the mental component. And that's what attracted me to sex therapy because once again, I didn't see a lot of black women that were sex therapists. It's really a lot of older Caucasian women that are in this field, surprisingly. Hmm. Um, And so I started doing my research and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So it just kind of fell into my lap. I didn't practice for a long time because I ended up going to medical school. And so when I finished everything in 2018, I was like, okay, I'm going to now combine my two passions. And that's how mind body sex came along because I was like, mental health and sexual health are very much intertwined. You can't have good sex if you are not mentally present. Mm. Um, If you're fighting different battles, the sex is going to be different. And I'm not going to get into that whole, but energy and synergy that you're feeling and how people feel drained after they have sex or some people cry after they have sex. So
0: that is honestly
3: why i got into it damn well we get deep already dropping gems boy i (laughs)
0: almost started she
3: said if your mind basically
0: if your mind ain't right the sex ain't gonna be right damn that's that's that's, that's real for real yeah for sure now
2: does now does somebody have to be to be in sex therapy do you have to be like sexually in tune with yourself like how do you get to the point of like okay i want to teach people the different levels of Mm. sex and what go into it like How does one get to, you know, themselves and be like, okay, I'm at a point where I feel good about my body, you know, my sexual, you know, self that I can actually teach this.
3: You know what? I'm going to be honest. I have met some sex therapists because I did mention how it's a lot of older Caucasian women, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like some of them were great coaches and teachers, but just because you're a great coach and teacher doesn't mean you're a good player, right? Mm -hmm so that that is what i feel about that now personally wow i feel that i've done a lot of work inner work on myself hmm. um that i'm at a different place now that's why why i feel like i'm i'm good at teaching women and even men so i have a lot of men that come to me they're like i want to please my wife i do like a whole education course on anatomy and all types of stuff but I think that you when you really like this field and you get into it and anything that you do in life when you're passionate about it you Mm -hmm. do a lot of research you take courses so my mentor who is one of like the number one sex therapist like I want to say in the world but he's just amazing um he does a lot of sex therapy with uh, celebrities and so he's actually brought me in and we've done things in London and so pretty much I've i been able to be with my colleagues that have more knowledge than me. And i am mm. able to get that knowledge, test it out, give it to some of my clients, let them test it out and see if it works. Because everybody's a little bit different, right? Mm-hmm. Just because one trick or something works for one individual does not mean that it's going to work for the other individual. Thanks. So being experimental is so important in sex.
0: That's real. That's real.
3: And, and you know what? I'm, I'm glad you
0: said that. So. Myself, I'm married. My guy, Bolo, he's married as well. And we got a lot of couples and people who are looking to be in I relationships who are, you know, appreciate that, who are tuning in. So I want to ask you this. How important is sex in a relationship for a healthy relationship?
3: Oh, it should be top five. Easy. Mm. Mm. Break it down top to five. us, dog. Break it I down to like us. I like to put, like, because to me, communication and comprehension are always going to be very... If If those are not aligned, everything else is not going to fall into place, right? Because Mm. when we hear about the divorce rate, we have an extremely high divorce rate here in the U.S. Why? It's always money, infidelity, he wasn't listening to me, comprehension, oh, she doesn't understand where I'm coming from, communication, lack of sex. Mm. Always one of those five. It's always interchangeable. So I think sex is very important, especially when you're having good sex. It can honestly tie things and bring people in together. Especially you guys said you have children. Sex changes after you have kids because our bodies change, our hormones change as a woman. You're tired, you're running after kids all day. Mm-hmm. It's, it's harder to find time to have sex. So I always talk to my couple schedule sex. I know it doesn't sound that exciting, but you need to still have it, right? Because there's a lot of endorphins and dopamines. just amazing things that are that your body is releasing when you have sex. It's a stress reliever. It can help with headaches you live longer so it's just so many Mm -hmm. different things health benefits to it so I tell couples all the time schedule it if you have to do it in unique and different places especially when you have children you're trying to find time where the kids are not around sneak off in the bathroom Mm -hmm. wherever you know and so it's 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 important to prioritize that
2: That's real.
0: She, she she said you live longer, Bola. I, I want to make sure we like I'll, I'll follow her <laughs> So, like, hey, like, if, if you need you need one good reason on why that's, you should be having some it. more sex, you're gonna extend your life. So, I yeah. throw that that out there.
2: how
3: long have you guys been married?
2: So, I am going on five years in June.
3: Yes. Congratulations, and I'm going
0: on three years in May.
3: Congratulations. Yes. That's I beautiful. I don't have any kids, I don't it. have Let's any, I don't have
0: any kids, I appreciate that. I don't have any kids yeah. yet, but it's in our future plans for sure. But right, right now, my that. wife, she's like you, doctor, where she loves traveling. She's like, I kind of want to just uh, uh, kind of maximize my, my one-on-one time with you selfishly, which I, I'm, I'm all all on board for. It. Enjoy know? it. I yeah. think that's Enjoy. a great way to do
2: it. It's a yeah, fact. So,
0: for sure. For sure.
2: Now, obviously, I got two kids. But is world there world. a such thing as, like, too much sex, though? Like, can, can sex throw off the relationship? Or is it always positive?
3: You know, of course, there's always a negative and a positive to everything. Um, I think it can get negative when you start having a sex addiction and it's Mm. taking over your life and that's all you're thinking about and you can't focus on work. Um, Then that is more of an issue, right? But I think, honestly, in the U.S., that's not really a problem. It shows that people in their 30s are having less sex than they did, excuse me, in their 20s. And we're having less sex than our parents did. That's what research is currently Yeah, we are. What's wrong? We're a little bit. What we we doing? It's crazy. It's really, really crazy. So yeah, there's been several articles that say that like our generation, we're not having as much sex. And I think a lot of it, not only does it have to do with social media, right? And getting gratification from that because social media is filled with sex, right? You have girls twerking, you have girls, women doing all sorts of things on there. You got OnlyFans, you have so many different things. But I think a lot of it too is a disconnect, right, between men and women. Mm. And so I feel like nowadays, you know, not only are men saying, you know what, I'm just not going to be out here sleeping with anybody, but then you have women also saying the same thing like, I don't want to just sleep with anybody, which is great. But in a relationship, when you're supposed to be forming that bond with a person, that's where the issue comes about because it's like, okay, if it's too much sex, Some women do feel like their husbands or their partners, like he wants it all the time, Mm -hmm. every single day. I've heard women say that. Um, And then men feel like they're not getting enough. Then a conversation needs to be had, right? That's where that compromise and that communication comes in. So if you have a high libido and I have a low libido, we want to make sure as a woman, okay, my libido is low. Am I eating? Nutrition is a huge part of your sex life. What are you eating? There's a lot of foods. Okra is amazing for lubricating the vagina. You have mm. maca root, which is great for women to take. You have so many different things that you can take to get your libido back where it needs to be. Or is it really that you're just not interested in having sex with your husband because he doesn't please you? Mm. Damn, that's, great. Ooh, now
0: that's a whole nother
3: whole other cup of coffee right there. That's a whole nother <laughs> topic, oh, right like, right. <laughs> yeah, fun... but right. Yeah, so it gets it gets complicated
0: yeah but no, I'm glad it's funny because that was going to be like literally one of yeah. my next questions asking you about that just like because I know there's different couples who who deal with this and I've seen I've heard conversations I got friends who talked about it before where yeah one one person is, has a, a high sex drive the other one has a lower sex drive and it starts to cause complications you know what I'm saying and figuring out like like how do you figure that out it's like it's like on the one end the person with the high sex drive you know they want what they want they don't want to compromise what they want but on mm-hmm. the other side it's like well like if I just don't want it, then I I I, I should I'm not a bad person because I'm not interested in having sex either. So it's kind of like that weird thing where both sides feel like they're not in the wrong and, and they're not in the wrong. It's just a figure like a right. communication thing where it's like, how do we find that middle ground where we're both satisfied? Man,
3: and that and it's tricky. It's yeah. it's really really tricky to do that because in any relationship you're in, as a woman as a man, there's going to be a point in time where you just don't feel like having sex. Right. Whether if if we just had a baby, especially after women have babies, you know, you have to wait about six weeks to have mm-hmm. sex. Um, and a lot of times that's a really difficult period for women because we don't feel comfortable in our bodies. Mm. And so the men, they're ready after waiting six weeks. I get it. You, anybody would be ready. But I think if you're in your relationship, if you realize that there is an imbalance, one, you want to make sure medically that there's no issues. That's what I always tell men and women. Because men, such as black males, high rate of prostate cancer, high really? rate of cardiac issues, yeah. all of that can lead to the lack of a low libido. Erectile dysfunction, you have more men in their 30s having issues with erectile dysfunction, which is crazy. That used 30. to be something 50 in the 30s. Yes. I'm 29. Let me not call some. He
2: talking about I'm 29. Right. I'm just saying. <laughs> like, I
0: don't know what is. I'm just trying to...
3: Yeah, but, you know, alcohol, drugs, and then just the things that we're eating, all the chemicals that's in our food, like we're not taking care of our bodies. We don't know proper nutrition. And so all of that is affecting. So I always tell couples, okay, first, let's make sure it's not a medical thing, right? Let's get some blood work done. Let's talk to your primary care physician. Let's make sure it's nothing medical. If you're like, no, it's nothing medical and you're completely healthy, is it a mental block? And this comes from men and women. I've seen men so stressed that they're like, you know what? I don't even want to have sex with my wife. I can't even get it up because I'm so stressed about X, Y, and Z. That's -hmm. when you come see a sex therapist or mental health counselor or psychologist, and we figure out where that mental block is and how can we slowly start to deteriorate that mental block. Or is it just that you guys have totally different libidos and want it at totally different times? And then that's where we help create a schedule and we help figure out a number—not even a number, but sometimes like more so a schedule to figure out how you guys can both be on the same page. That's when we schedule set. Okay, we're gonna have it Wednesday. We're gonna meet in the laundry room. We're gonna have it on top of the dryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn, that's kind of that's
0: kind of cold though. Hey, Wednesday, twelve twenty nine. Meet me on the dryer. No excuse, just produce. I'm be late. I like that. <laughs> I'm be late. We I'm already be know there. what we're hey, doing. I'm gonna be, be I'm gonna be there early. I'm gonna be there early. get straight to it i'm gonna be ready
2: (laughs) now now doc answer me this right so you have situations where people have sex with each other that are like kind of attached to each other where like they feel like they have to build like some type of bond before having sex and it Mm -hmm. makes the sex greater and then you have people who are just physically sexually attracted to somebody like what weighs more
3: Mm. Ooh, that's a good question. I've never gotten that question before. You know what? Honestly, it depends on the person, I would say. But mm. I would like to go back to research because I like to read a lot. Um, And I love science and psychology when it's mixed together. Um, So what I will say, though, that if you want to have substantial sex, right? Because it also depends. We live in the day and age where friends with benefits, situationships is rampant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and some people are OK with that. I think there's a deeper meaning if you are OK with that. Um, typically, trauma or something has happened in your past relationships where I feel like a lot of women settle for that. But mm. that's a totally different conversation. But what I will say is if you haven't tried one or the other, you should. And I think to me, what weighs more and what research shows that weighs more is when you get to know somebody on a mm. deeper level spiritual level having good conversations dating that to me typically you have better
2: sex got you okay
3: makes
0: a lot of sense makes a lot of sense you know so if it's a deeper connection bolo you would assume that it's going to be a little you know better sex. because like you said earlier doc if your mind ain't right the sex ain't gonna be right so you, you think if you have a stronger emotional mental attachment to your
3: partner you would assume the sex will yeah. be a little better i find it yeah. all kind of correlates so Yes. but now but is there's some it... there people that are terrible in the bedroom. So, you know, I've I've had couples that you know they waited six months or whatever time frame they waited, and they were like, that yeah, was kind of whack.
0: <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Dang. Dang, Damn. That is tough though. You waited six months or a year or whatever, and then it wasn't like all oh, that. It's like, damn. Yeah, that sucks. It
3: does that's bad.
2: That's bad. Now, doc, is it is it possible for somebody to have a consistent sex partner with no attachments? Mm.
3: What do you mean, consistent?
2: Like you know, like just a a sex buddy, right? You know how they call it, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Like a situation
3: ship. Yeah,
2: situation ship. Like every now and then, but then no attachments, no feelings, or nothing.
3: It's definitely difficult. I would say on both parts, especially women, because how we're wired. If you look at like from a biological standpoint, women aren't wired to just give their bodies to anybody, Mm. right? And this is the thing: we receive the penis and. If a man ejaculates inside of you, that sperm is there for years. It's there for a really, Damn. really long... Yeah, it's, it's there for a really, really long... Yeah, it's there for a long time. Yeah. And that's why, like, when a new man comes into a woman... And it's getting to the more of the holistic side, but when a new man comes into a woman, it's almost like there was a study showing that, like, the penis is trying to, like, dig out old sperm. And I don't know how true that is, but it was a really, really interesting... Um, scientific study that they were talking about how they feel like that really happens. Like the penis is trying to dig out old sperm. But yeah, Mm. so if when you give your body to a man and that's why I say energy and everything like that is so important because that man literally, not only does he know how you feel in the inside, but that connection, whether it's toxic or whatever it is, is going to be on you for a long time. And that's why typically after sex, you either feel energized, you feel drained, you feel fulfilled, you have to tap into the emotions that you're feeling after sex. And mm. a lot of women talk about how they feel like depressed, even men, how they feel like depressed um, after they have sex. And it's like, yeah, there's a reason for that, right? Because it's it's energy exchange. And wow. so I feel like when you just have meaningless sex, meaning, well, we're just in to we have sex whenever we feel like it, a lot of times that's more draining than good. Mm
0: interesting. Yeah, nah, like that's not... <laughs> Nah, I, I I never really thought about that, bro, like for real like like how how I feel like ex- like right when I'm doing, like how am I actually feeling mentally so, and how am I, I, yeah, at that moment? Like in that exact <laughs> moment, you know what I'm saying? Cuz like, damn, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm almost stuck over here, doc. I'm over here thinking through about how the energy can exchange and you got somebody with negative energy who you sleeping with. Now right. that energy is inside of you now or vice yeah. versa. That's kind of deep, man. I hope y'all <laughs> listen to <in>, airports family. <laughs> now, now th- this
2: is this is me always like people hate me cuz I'm always this guy, right? So, all right. Doc, I got to ask you right now. So, you said it's it's more for women because they receive it, right? So, it's more for them. So, that's why I'm always saying that it's worse for women to cheat than men to cheat.
3: So, Uh-oh. Mm, I, I have to disagree with that and the reason okay. why I feel like when women cheat for men is more of an ego thing right when, but I feel okay. like yeah when when men when women cheat on men I feel like a lot of the reasons why men feel the way they do is because it's an ego thing more so Got than you. Uh-huh. but I feel like we can't discount that when women find out that uh, her man has cheated it emotionally destroys us So I I, I never want to say that one is worse than the other. Right. Um yeah, I don't want to say that one is worse than the other because I I don't feel that way. I feel like even from a psychological standpoint, like you ever seen women when they act crazy after they're like, oh, she started acting crazy as soon as I gave her some good D.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I'll be hearing.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think I seen on one of your uh, I think you have a um your other page, your other Instagram, Mm -hmm. uh, page, uh, and you were talking about, uh, I wrote it down here. It was emotional infidelity, like versus like sexual infidelity. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just think like the emotional side of infidelity is bigger because it's playing more so to like the mind and like the whole body of like somebody Mm -hmm. like building another connection with somebody versus a guy, a guy just may just have sex. Like how you said, like a guy just can go in and However they feel afterwards, it's just like them probably just, you know, wanting to, you know, the get physical, a nut off or thing. ejaculate, right. right? Just more physical. Right. But that emotional infidelity, almost his worse than the sexual. I don't know.
3: <laughs> this, is, this is my thing. Both, I think, are very devastating. Yeah. yeah. But I think that you have to think about women. We cannot rationalize just sexual infidelity. Because for a lot of us, if we're going to cheat, and I can't speak for all women. I'm just speaking mm-hmm. for what research shows. When most women cheat physically, because there's also emotional cheating, when most women cheat physically, it's usually because they're not being satisfied mm. in that relationship in some way. But for men, for men, like you said, you guys can separate sex from actually like, like you could have sex with a female and not feel anything for that female. It's very rare for women to have sex with a male and not feel anything for him unless she's just there for the money. Mm. You know, that's different. So I feel like that's why I I never want to like compare the two and say like one is deeper than the other because they both have very devastating consequences because let's say you do sexually cheat. What if you bring back STD? What if you bring back HIV? You know what I'm saying? Mm, And then it's on an emotional and a physical level. So it's a lot that goes into that. And I tell people all the time, if you feel like that you have to cheat, then there's a conversation that you need to have with your partner. Why are you feeling this way? And I know for some men, they're like, you know what? After being with their wife for 20 years, like I'm just tired of the same vagina, I'm bored. I get it because I hear it all the time. But is it worth it if your wife finds out?
0: Mm. Is it worth it, fellas? So is it worth it? Is, that, about it? is that five to ten minutes? Some of y'all, two Come minutes. On. Is it worth losing? <laughs> Don't <laughs> lie. Don't you be being <laughs> real support? You know what I mean? For that, is, you know, two minutes worth lo- losing losing your queen. That's a question you gotta answer. So, yeah. yeah. Now that's definitely now definitely deep, man. And so, uh, another another topic that uh again, doing our research that I know you, you've educated people on on your IG page. Is uh, self pleasure and kind of using the <laughs> vibrators, right? So, uh, first of all, do you think masturbation can actually be bad for people who are in couple or uh, for couples? Excuse me.
3: Yes. So, there's pros and cons mm. of masturbation. I don't know if I've done a con video of it. So, the pros of masturbation is they actually can help with prostate cancer, uh, el- not eliminate it, but lower your chances of prostate cancer. Um, you live longer. Mm. Cardiovascular.
0: I mean, hold <laughs> on, quick. The pros are pretty pro-ish right now. The yeah, pros are like-
1: pro-ish.
3: It's some it's some it's some good pros. Um Man. but what I will say is, and then what I will say is is semen retention is great for men, though, which is where you mm. do not ejaculate and you don't masturbate, right? Mm. Um, it shows that men are highly successful when they don't masturbate or have sex within 30 to 60 days, like it really helps mm. you guys focus. So as a man, really? if you want to get something done, don't yeah. masturbate or have sex for like 30 to 60 days and watch you accomplish whatever you're trying to accomplish. are you serious? So, Damn. Yeah, I'm sorry, like, yeah. I've never heard that before. Me neither. 30- yeah. Semen retention. It's called semen, semen retention. retention. And I'm telling you, it, it's, it's, of course, going to be the struggle the first probably 10 to 15 days But once you get over that hump, because it's almost like a drug addict, like I want, you want that. But once you get over that hump, there's so many different great benefits also to semen retention. So I always tell people you want to have a healthy balance, right? Because masturbation can be great when your wife goes on a trip with the girls and you just need to let off some steam. It helps some men go to sleep at night. I have clients that say, oh, I masturbate right before I go to bed and it knocks me out. Um, so there's 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 health benefits to doing both actually. So I feel mm-hmm. like throughout the year, a man should practice both and just have that balance. Um, but where the downside is is it, it even though it does help men last longer before they have sex, no woman wants to be pounded for like 30 to right. 45 minutes an hour. <laughs>
0: Vax.
2: So
3: it's like, even though it takes us a while as women to naturally orgasm, right? Once we got that orgasm out, we're good. We
2: don't we're need good. to. Do God damn. Okay, that's a good May, point. Man, Kevin Gay said something about semen retention. I thought he was capping. Yeah, he was like man, I don't. I, my face. He said I'm just more productive. I'm like, man, he talking. He, he
0: talking did because I, I, I heard the term that. semen retention. I just, I, yeah, I never like really did a deep dive into what it like, what it is. So, Bolo, hey, right now on the porch. Can you commit to 30 days because we we need to elevate the point yeah, to
2: elevate wife, that that ain't that ain't that ain't just a me question now you know right. what i'm saying that's it you gotta
3: to talk to your wife about it yeah that. that's it <laughs> you, you
2: the head of the household brother I am, brother but i mean damn that's a whole month hey wifey and,
3: and if you're trying to and if you're trying to get your wife pregnant you know 30 60 days you're gonna have a lot of buildup so see, you'll be see, good to
0: not, go don't, nope
2: Nope. you know
3: what like, that's
0: gonna be I ain't gonna lie though after that 30 like that, that 31st day when you finally do have sex it's gonna be a very fast session more than likely it's gonna be a, <laughs> wifey gonna be pissed
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah look it up. no uh Kevin Tam he was, he was he was correct he was correct about semen tension 30 to 60 days yeah definitely look it up do your research um like I said it has to be a healthy balance I realize mm-hmm. life is about duality it's about having a healthy balance with anything.
0: Now, now for the women, I'm sorry, but real quick for the women oh, yeah. uh, on, on the vibrator side and just the masturbation, are, are there any cons for the women's side, or is it, like, is it the same thing for both men and women, or is, it, or is it slightly different?
3: Yeah, so for women, there's a lot of health benefits to using um, to masturbating and using a vibrator as well. Excuse me, almost the same as with the men, okay. except for the prostate stuff. Right. But a lot of times it does help as well with um, tightening of the vagina. Especially if she does like ego practices and things like that. So right after you have a baby, it's great for that. Um, and then not only that, I mean, of course, the STDs, the STIs, you don't have to worry about that. And if you're in a relationship, it shows that 20 to 30% of couples that use toys together have a happier sex life. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these sex toys that are out on the, the market are made for male and female, for both of you guys to find pleasure with. So I would tell if you're looking to spice up your sex life and you're not sure where to begin, get like a little small bullet or something just really tiny, nothing gig- ginormous that's going to scare somebody, but just something small and light to begin with and then have fun with that in the bedroom. So, yeah, there's definitely health benefits for women and for women reframing from sex as well. There's health benefit. Interesting.
2: Got you. Okay. okay. Now, quick question um before we before we move forward. People talk about like the G spot. I've heard some people say like there's no such thing as a G spot. Um A <laughs> spot, like talk to us about like G spot, like A Spot, if if that isn't even, e- even a thing. I know some experts say it is. I've heard some people say it's not. Like, what's your expertise? I,
0: I never I never heard of A spot. I ain't gonna lie. I've heard
3: of G spot. Yeah, I never
0: th- heard of A spot before.
3: I wish I had I actually have a diagram i don't know where my vagina is i should have this diagram of a vagina it's somewhere in my apartment um but yeah so there's the a spot there's a c spot there's a g spot there's different spots so this is the thing with the g spot in general I, i've i seen research that shows that it doesn't exist um i've seen research that shows that it does exist does mm-hmm. it really matter though like i do think that it exists but the thing is is know your woman's spot like If you don't even know any spots, you're not going to find the G-spot. And every woman's clitoris sits differently in her body, usually two to three inches back. But you can't even find that. So my whole thing is like, I I feel like men sometimes wrap their minds too much around, oh, I got to hit these different spots. Every woman is different. You have some women that have more shallow vaginas. So you have to focus so much more so on her pleasure. And knowing where her spots it, mm-hmm. spots are. Vibrators help with that. Your fingers are a great starting tool. But to answer your question, yes, I do believe that there is a G-spot.
2: Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Okay.
3: Now, now you, you mentioned
0: also both the, the, the A-spot. And I, I did my homework, doctor. There was a podcast that you was on, I think, like a year ago. I can't remember what the, the name of the show is. I think um, I know what you're Yep, yeah, it was you. I think it was two two other ladies on there. Uh-huh. Now talking about the A-spot. Now Hot there was yeah. there was a move you mentioned called the windshield wiper. You say you do the windshield Ooh. wiper, and that's how you hit the A-spot. Now listen, you got this the porch. We got to keep it real. Is there any is there any way possible you can I don't know what the windshield wiper is. I don't know if it's a finger move, a hand. Is there any way that you can kind of showcase the move or at least uh verbally explain what the windshield wiper is for all, for our listeners?
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you really did your research. That was a minute ago. Yeah, I was on uh the show Cocktails, I think is the name of it. Shout out to them. Uh, yeah. dope show, yeah, with two individuals. But yeah, so the A spot sits at the top of the vagina. And I wish, oh my gosh, y'all. I wish I had my little vagina. You know what? If you give me five seconds, I can run and get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, take I'm it. i take
2: it. See y'all, we on the porch, y'all. She about to go get an actual vagina. We about to go to school vagina 101 right now.
3: <laughs> and it's about to
2: be insane. Okay, yeah. here we go, y'all.
3: All righty, so this actually shows the G spot. This is the G spot, right? So this is the opening of the vagina. Can you guys see Mm. the opening of the vagina? So as you see, the G spot does not sit that far back, right? Right. Uh, You can literally hit the G spot within about, I want to say, maybe about two inches. So your finger can hit the G spot. Right. Now, the A spot sits at the top of the vagina between the cervix and the bladder. So Ooh. if you put your finger straight up, you're going to hit the G spot. If you go up like this in the vagina and hit the windshield wiper, oh, you're going to hit the oh. A spot. Yes. So you go up into the vagina, lean your hands forward, and yeah. you left, right, left, right, and you're going to hit that A spot.
0: Wow. Hey, listen, y'all.
3: She dropped in right gym. Here.
0: That's free game with a porch. Breaking game, news. Yeah. For the fellas, fellas, I know. Fellas, fellas come on fellas. now. I know thank y'all you, not. I know y'all not doing that move yet. Let's be real. I know we no, got pride. I, I
3: know we got egos, Weird. fellas,
0: but y'all ain't y'all ain't hitting the show, wiper, man. Y'all can Damn, thank the force <laughs> for putting y'all on game. Thank you so much for doing that, doctor. Absolutely,
3: show-wiper. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Okay. I love it. I love it, man. Y'all yeah, are yeah, so. <laughs> hey, I, I knew it was gonna catch you all guard with that one. <laughs> yes, you really
3: did. You really did. I
0: was like, "Oh, you really did your research with that one." Yes, I had to. I had to. So, no, I love it, love it, love it. So, like, let me ask you this. Uh, in, in, in the what's transition, do you have any for the women now? Because we have a lot of uh, women listeners as well. You talked about you know different toys and you know if you're you're just now starting off there's certain things you know the smaller bullets and some lighter tool uh toys that you can start off with to kind of ease your way into it. But are there any like particular toys that just from your experiences or just from your research that you would recommend that ladies can use, or it just all just depends on what you what you're into
3: it really just depends what you're into. Um, and I wish I had some of my vibrators ready uh, available. I would have brought them. I didn't realize we was going to get this deep into it. <laughs>
1: Sorry, but dude.
3: I will say, um, so I'm partner with a company called V for Vibes. Um, they're located in Miami. And the reason why I really like them is because their vibrators are very discreet. I think a lot of women, they don't want this big, gigantic 10-inch dildo, right? And so with this vibrator, it almost looks like a tiny wand. It's only a couple inches long. Um, You can literally wear it as a necklace. If you go on my page, Mm. you'll find it. I've done work with them. And that's a a great vibrator that I tell clients that they can get because a lot of women, they just want that G-spot or A-spot stimulation, right? And they're not getting it because they feel like a lot of their partners think that they just want to thrust it in and just move in and out, move in and out which for some women works, but not for all women. And that's mm-hmm. why I tell men, if you don't know, a lot of women rarely are able to orgasm just off of vaginal stimulation alone. We need oh, yeah. a mixture of penis, tongue. we need it all. Intimacy, we need all of that. On average, it takes about a woman anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes just to have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. So you have to be patient and remember that like we you have to build us up for us to get there. It's different for you guys. Usually you guys are just up and Ow. ready to go. Get straight but to it, it. it. Yeah, and get straight to it. But for women, you have to build that up on the, the pot. You have to get us lubricated. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different like dildos and stuff on the line, or just toys in general that have dual stimulation where it'll hit her clip and go inside of her.
0: Mm.
3: Um, or you can turn it around. And let it tickle her belly button and then let it hit her clit. And then you go inside her or use your mouth and, you know, do what you do. Got you. Okay. Free game. Right. Free game right here, man. Yeah, no, Go for to sure. the sex store together. I was, That's like the number one thing I'm always suggesting to my clients is to go to the sex store together and just have fun. Because they have so many, a large selection of toys for people to choose from. It's funny you said that we had another sex terror
0: zone. Shout out to our, our, our homegirl uh, Jennifer Smith, who said the same thing. She she suggested like for couples to have like a date night at the sex store. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And kind of spending time. So, nah. Definitely. Is she in Miami? Uh,
2: no, so, nah, but remember she she pulled up. She loved she loved going to Miami though. She loved visiting Miami when she told us though. So, hold she's on, in
3: DC. She,
0: yeah, yeah. You definitely you
2: definitely yes, know, know she we is. Follow yeah. okay, yeah, yeah.
3: We follow each other. Okay, yeah. we follow each other.
0: I think she's from Pittsburgh, but she went to college in Miami. Yeah. Uh, but now she's like in okay. DC. So yeah, yeah all those places.
3: Really she yeah. was on a show. I can't remember what show it was on, but she uh yeah on BH1. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah.
2: She's
0: really dope.
3: Yeah, small world. Yeah, I sure yeah. do follow her. She's dope. I love it. Shout, love out, shout
0: out to her. Shout out to her, man. Now that's dope. That's dope. Bolo. One thing that that, that now, you know, my brain is cooking now, right? One thing that, that I'm thinking now of is. The, the stat that you just threw out doctor about you know how long it takes for a, a woman to to reach an orgasm and how uh, most women don't even reach orgasm through penetration it's almost it almost makes me uh uh like concerned right I guess for lack of better terms that for for women who are in relationships right they're seeking more pleasure from their toys than they they they're, they're men they're significant others. So, so now it's almost like is 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 the man need, Men do even need it as much, you know. Women, women out here make, are making more money than men. <laughs> they, are CEOs like yourself, and the toys are getting them to orgasm, and the man can't do it. So now, I feel like it's
3: getting a little. I don't know. It just,
0: I, mm. I don't have a question. It's you a know, what I
3: disagree. I feel like men and women will always need each other because at the mm. end of the day, you can't get, you can't talk to that toy, and if you do, mm. then you need to come see me. <laughs> um... <laughs> You can't talk to (laughs) the toy. You can't, that toy cannot wrap its arms around you and provide security or warmth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, women still want men, they do. And men should still want women at the end of the day because Mm -hmm. no toy is going to provide that level Mm -hmm. of intimacy that most of us crave. Just as human beings, we all fundamentally want the same things and need the same things to survive. And you'll literally go crazy um, if you don't have human connection.
0: It's real. That's real. That's ain't ain't nothing not like a good-ass hug, Bolo. You know what a I mean? Toy, toy ain't
2: got shit on me. <laughs> 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 hey, on a hug? they
3: they coming that out with crazy toy.
0: toys, though. They the got the, toys the bunny ears, the, the inside,
3: outside. Like, I don't yeah. know, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they didn't have toys for men. The dolls,
2: the
3: big blow-up dolls. I be
2: seeing that. That yeah. damn near kind of be freaking me out, though. That's kind of doll like, kind of scared, scared, scared me. But I did
0: see something. on It's called like the, the, guac, guac, the guac 3000. Guac, yeah. It'd be the I'll, spinner google it doctor if you ain't seen it oh but... i've
3: seen it where it <laughs> spins around the pen
0: yeah i've definitely seen it yeah so i mean I see you know I ain't gonna it say did anything. look interesting it looked look, right it looked interesting that's all i'm gonna say that's a good word there you go it looked interesting so and you can back. use
3: that with your partner
0: there you go back come on now <laughs> what you looking at bolo <laughs> i'm just thinking
2: 15 30 days sound like a long time you know what I mean? <laughs> it is. It is a long
3: time. It is. Time. But That's mentally, it. you know, it gets you where you need to be after Facts. a while. That's the thing. Yeah, Being exactly.
0: mentally strong. It can be worth it for sure. For sure. So, yeah. So, let me ask you this, Doc, and I kind of alluded to this earlier uh, at the, at the mm-hmm. beginning of, of the show, but now folks are more on the sex therapy side. Again, your, your job, you, you talk to so many people every single day, you know, every single week. And, focusing specifically on the sex therapy side, do you feel like it? It sometimes can like affect you from a personal standpoint in terms of like, listen, I've been talking about sex all damn week. I don't even feel like having sex. And again, I don't know if you're single, so that's not my biz. I don't know your relationship status, but it's like some t- sometimes you like, man, I don't even feel like hearing the word right. sex. Like, don't touch you me. Like, me I need to just, you know what I mean? I need to relax.
3: No, I don't have that issue. You know? <laughs> I think that because you gotta remember with the sex component. We don't immediately start with sex. When people come to me and they're like, you know what? I'm interested in sex therapy. I usually intertwine all of it, but I don't immediately start with sex. We're talking about, we start from your childhood, Mm. you know, and we're starting with, is there any trauma? And then we'll get into the sex. That's typically like the last component. Um, Mm. And it's one of the things I talk about in my guide. I have a ebook out for women um, and it talks about that. We get into the dominatrix and the fun part. But we're going to talk about your mental health. We're going to talk about how to practice mindfulness. We're going to talk about how to stay away from fuckboys. How to how to ensure that you yourself are coming healed into a relationship because how can you see if someone else is someone else that doesn't have issues if you have all these things that you're working through yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And dating with intention. So, I think for myself because how I do my counseling um, we don't immediately start with just like, okay, let's jump right into your sex life. So I'm not constantly talking about sex every day. I know everyone always thinks that, but it's not an everyday <laughs> thing. Gotcha,
2: Facts. gotcha. Okay. That.
0: Sounds good. I just have to ask that question because like I said, I just know it's a job that just seems like just heavy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Regardless it is. Of, yeah.
3: So. It can definitely be heavy, but you know, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy, when you enjoy what you do, it doesn't really seem yeah, like
0: it is. Weird. I love that. And you are Absolutely. a CEO, you a business woman, entrepreneur. Mouse. So come on, I, like, I, I love no Man. for real. I love that. I love like, people don't understand the power you have from the, like again. We just this is our first time actually meeting, but just from the outside looking yeah. in and, and doing the research and seeing your hustle, your grind, how you just kind of start like your own basic practice, and now you got your brand, mind, body, sex. I just it's very inspirational for people like like ourselves who you know we started our own podcast years ago and building up our brands, and even though it's not the exact same thing it, from an entrepreneur standpoint, it's the it's similar you're trying to yeah. build up a brand and grow your business, and, mm-hmm. and I think it, it's really exactly. an inspiration to be able to see that. So,
3: thank you, I, I appreciate you guys, and yeah, I did you think you guys have an amazing job because I'm very careful about the type of podcast that I go on. So, I did my research, and I was just gonna you guys. <laughs> And I was like, all right, here's a podcast with some substance where people can actually learn from. And that's important. You gotta have entertainment, but you actually want people to learn as well.
0: Yeah. A good
2: gotta have a good takeaways. A good balance. Yes, absolutely.
0: Good takeaways. And I think that's perfect segue, Bolo, to, to mm-hmm. kind of our final segment before as we close out, which is uh our, this is our quick hitters. This is kind of just we end the show with like more lighthearted, fun questions here. So um just got a few here and then we'll 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 let you go. So Bolo, you want to get us started? With the quick hitters,
2: absolutely. So obviously, you are from DC. We know, we know that, right? So talk to us about the best brunch spots in DC and why.
3: Oh. Ooh. Okay, I'm gonna be honest, y'all. I've been living in Atlanta for a really, really long time. So okay. I don't want my DC folks to attack me, even though I was just in DC for like 30 days working though. Yeah. yeah. Um Oh God! I don't even remember the spot that we went to. Lord have mercy. Describe it. Describe it. Yeah, I don't have to get that. Quick.
2: <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. They said about to
3: come and attack me in DC. I usually go the, to uh, Park Street on Fourteen or Fourteenth okay. Park. Yeah, okay. that's one of the places I like. But the last time I was home, I didn't even get a chance to. I went out to brunch twice, and I can't even think of the other place. We
2: yeah. had another. So we had another guest on the show. It was Asia yeah, Esha Marie. yep. Esha Marie, she was she was like, look, DC, DMV, ain't nobody doing it like us. Ain't nobody going crazy like we going She's on the right. side. So, She's right. I thought so Houston not was
3: Atlanta. We have we have no here, but it's it's all the same. Like it's the same, it's the same vibe. So DC definitely does it differently. Okay,
2: DC. Mm-hmm. Okay,
3: all right. But okay. I'm not good with names of places,
0: so <laughs> <laughs> No, it's all good. I know we gotta put you on the spot there, so. Uh okay, second question. I consider you, you know, you're you're the doctor of sex, right? You know what I mean? Like literally. So we got to ask you this, from a woman's perspective, what makes good sex? Mm.
3: Ooh, that's a good question. So many different things. One, intimacy. Women love intimacy. I don't know how many. Intimacy is not sex, guys. Intimacy is when you're cuddling, intimacy is massages, intimacy is playing listening music together. Mm. Intimacy is just being in each other's energy being around each other enjoying Mm -hmm. the ambiance of whatever you're doing that's intimacy having conversations um women love that they love deep conversations we love guys that are romantic and nowadays i feel like romance is kind of taking a back seat to sex Mm -hmm. um so bringing that spark back listening to music while you're having sex listening to music while you're building intimacy actually getting to know someone and feeling connected with them it's easy to plan a date where you're going to the movies or you're going out for drinks actually look and study her instagram page or ladies if you're taking him on a date look and study his instagram page get to know what he likes if it's a sports team buy him something with that you know like truly get back to the essence of knowing people women love that we crave mm-hmm. we crave attention we like words of affirmation some women like gifts, but it's always thoughtful if you bring flowers. So, just being a gentleman, we like to be respected.
0: That's real. I love it. Chivalry's still alive, fellas, man. Hold Absolutely. that door open. Hold that door open. All All day right. day Come on now. Get back to the old school ways, Bolo.
2: Let's get it. So, next question What is the biggest turnoff from a man?
3: Men that lie and mm. don't know what they want in life, that don't have any ambition, that don't have any goals um men that talk to multiple women and aren't honest about it it's mm-hmm. one thing if you're both single and you're like hey you know what i'm dibbling i'm dabbling i'm dating this and that i think the biggest turn off for a lot of women and for myself is when men are honest about who they are and they're talking to multiple women and they're trying to be players and they in every single girl's dm guys we do not like thirsty men we don't it's you a turn off. It's such a turn off
0: when we find out that you in everybody's DM. Like uh, put that cup down, fellas. Have some crap yeah. about yourself, please. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'll be so, thirsty, y'all. And, and, and this might be another episode, but that, that's the dangers of social media, right? You know, like that's something that like our parents and grandparents, they didn't have to they didn't have to go through that. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of temptation right there yep. on your phone. You know what I'm saying? One quick, like in the way Instagram work and these social media platforms work, they set up the algorithm, they set it up to where. They show you exactly what, what, what you want to see. And, this, and, and and you have to, you know what I'm saying? And you have to be strong as a man, a woman, who you know what I'm saying? Like to just make sure, hey, if, if, you're, in a, if you're in a relationship,
3: be if loyal to that. Okay. Algorithm. That's the thing, you can change it. If you look yep. at more videos of kids or, yep. you know, babies, cause you're having a baby nice. or, you know, yep. black love page, black love marriage page is yep. like one of my favorite pages. Like, so you can change that algorithm.
1: Yeah, And right. I think
3: the, the craziest thing is like when men don't have
0: self-control over their penis, like it's such mm. a, term. especially when you're 30 and over. Come on now. get it that's, together. That's a bar. That's,
3: that's, so, that's a fact.
0: That's you a ain't fact. got some control of your penis, fellas. Turn off. All right. Last, last one, last one for you. And now this one, this was a little spice. I'm gonna be real with you. This is for the couples who are trying to spice up their relationships. Okay. What are the basic tips to ask your partner for a threesome?
3: Ooh. oh and, yeah. and i saw <laughs> this on your i think this is your mind, body sex page i saw yes. you yes you did you yeah agitated, i talked about, so. talk about this on my mind body sex page for sure first of all you have to make sure that that's what your partner wants mm-hmm. right and this what goes for male or females i think people have to learn to read their partner and know their partner if you're watching what i always say to test the waters because a lot of me be like i don't know i don't know I'll say test the waters by watching a porn together. And let's say a threesomes in the porn. And if she's like, or Paul's like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Then you know, eh, she probably might not be into threesomes. But mm-hmm. open up for a conversation. Play a game. There's a lot of card games that they have um, online or in sex stores where it talks about like, you have a checklist of the, I even have a checklist that I send out to couples of things that you like to do. And then you exchange it and it's like, yes, no, maybe. And then see what she checks on there. hmm mm-hmm. And if she says no, you can still say, you know what, have you ever thought about a threesome? Like, would you ever have one or you don't want to share me? But tread very lightly lightly. (laughs) because there are some women that feel very strongly about threesomes. And if you get to a point where she's like, you know what, I'm down to have a threesome. Okay, great. So then you want to go into who you're going to have a threesome with, which is a totally different conversation. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, the questions you want to ask to see if she's interested, it's not more so about questions. You want to read body language and see the actions. So if you put on that porn and she's tense or she's like not comfortable, you know, she's probably not into it. And you could say, does this make you uncomfortable? Would you ever have a threesome? This isn't something you're into. Got you. Mm. you. But you know, your partner, you know. (laughs) men know what their partner might say yes or no to. We be knowing, fellas, we be knowing. Yeah, you do. You know. You know if your wife or partner is going to be into that or not.
0: Sometimes, Dr. A, these fellas still be trying to shoot that shot, though. and They they be bricking. They be breaking yeah. off the backboard, but they be trying to shoot them.
3: And that's why I say, just tread just, just ask her Now, being at the club, or if you see another girl, and you're like, oh, I want to have a threesome with that, that is not. Yeah, that ain't not, gonna
2: work.
0: Flag on the that's, that's
2: bad.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's no.
2: bad for
0: business. I, I would even suggest, even if you get to the point, like you said, that she wants to do it, let, let her pick. Like, let her pick the, the, the third, you know what I mean? Like, stay out of that. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's safe. That's, safe. that's some free game doc so man this has been a fun episode that we learned a lot i think our porch family definitely learned a lot and we appreciate you for hopping on we want to give you the chance to like if there's anything you want to shout out or just let people know where they can find you online this is your time to kind of do that
3: absolutely so you can find me for my personal page i talk about mental health and a little bit of sexual health on my personal page um it is dr. Canary. dr dot c-a-n-a-r-y And then if you're really interested in mental health, sexual health, um, there's my business page, which is mind.body.sex. If you're interested in scheduling a consultation, my website is drmbs.com.
0: There it is. There it is, man. Thank you so much for hopping on. Blessings. it This has been a blessing, Bolo. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Cannot wait to everybody to, to hear this, Bolo
2: absolutely make sure make sure you like share subscribe send us some props shout out to caffeine we are on youtube we're on spotify we on apple music no excuse to show us some love and you yes, can yes. show somebody else some love so before we get out of here in order to have the best sex you got to make sure the best you is the best
1: you and we out peace started on the porch that was where I all began had to put in work every day we got it in we chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, no, it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free, but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated What do we bleed? Came from the jungle, we humble but hungry and hunting to defeat People don't want us to leave They love us and rush to the bus when we run in the streets Think we stun in the seat We came from nothing to something Now up in the lead Now we ain't coming in peace Hunting for blood and to crush everyone in the league We got a reason We put in work every day of the week Every month, every season So many schemes Had to go off of the team We gave our all and succeeded Came from the deep end Warming up pots, cooking ramen At times that was all we was eating Now we be feasting Five-star restaurants every week Whole team drifted cloth in its seems They looking hard when we step on the scene Call us out, cash, we so fresh and so clean Hand about cash, please don't ask for a meeting Just hit the stoop after on the back. Spaz- Beat. Nah, it ain't rude if you ask for the defeat Just play it cool when I tax you defeat We need a pool in the back with a cord and a board that gon' jump off and splash for the heat Live for the day cause the past can determine the future Or where you gon' actually be Keep staying present, our presence a blessing It's all that we have and we actually need I'm taking action with passion, detaching the ones who keep acting Attached, to leech I am no pastor but actually preaching Look up these letters yeah. and actually reach That was where i all began Had to put it work Every day we got it in Chased all our dreams and now they can't believe it We make it look easy, we achieving everything we needed Now we undefeated, if we link, know it's only business If we get to speaking, leave them speechless I did things for free but now it costs to see me When you see me, you ain't gotta greet me Just don't plot to sneak me, I'ma see it I'ma stop and watch you lose and get defeated